get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tanner Hendrickson and I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. And right now we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by NHL analyst for Sportsnet. He's Ken Weeb joining us here on the show. You can follow him on Twitter at Weeb's World, W-Y-E-B-E-S World on Twitter. Ken, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Uh, doing tremendous. Thanks for having me. Always great to, to be with the great folks of St. Louis. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you on. So let's start with a conversation that uh, we've been having a lot here in St. Louis over the last few weeks, really the last couple of months now with them kind of dropping in the standings. And that's about what the Blues are going to do as we get closer to the deadline. Uh, Ken, based on what you're hearing around the league, what do you think is on the table for them as we get closer to the trade deadline? Well, we know there's lots of interest. Uh, depending on how many players are made available, we know Doug Armstrong kind of got ahead of the game with the Tarasenko deal, and I would say, too, I mean, I think the, the Mikola element is also important. I mean, we always talk about the so-called stars. Uh, sometimes some of those difference makers are, you know, the guys that play on the third pairing or on the third or fourth line. So I love that addition from the Rangers as well, a guy that plays with some stiffness and uh, some physical nature. Uh, and Tarasenko, obviously, we know he's highly motivated for his next contract, so uh, that's a great fit there. But we know that Ivan Barbashev, he's not the star player, and he's not having the same year that he had last year with the Blues when he had the career highs. But Barbashev's a guy who's at a manageable cap number, and he plays that important middle six role. He, he's physical. Uh, I love the way that he plays. He can kill some penalties, play on the second power play. Uh, it's, it's odd to say, but I think there'll be a bidding war for his services. I mean, Every single contender would love to have a guy like Barbashev in the lineup. Uh, we know, you know, if you're a member of the Colorado Avalanche or their management team, we know he single-handedly knocked Sam Girard out of the playoffs uh, with a clean and heavy hit. So uh, he's a guy who can really help in a lot of areas. I think he's a perfect fit for a team like the Jets also, but he's basically a perfect fit anywhere. You could make a, make a case for him. And then Noel Achari, I think, is a guy who, you know, just over the league minimum, there's been obviously links with Vegas, knowing that Bruce Cassidy had him both with the Boston Bruins and the Providence Bruins when he was breaking into pro hockey. So uh, those are the those are the kind of the early names. And, and then, you know, the big decision is coming with Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, I had a chance to speak with him in October on the first trip through uh, with get to face the Jets. He obviously loves St. Louis. He won a cup here. It kind of rejuvenated his career, and he would love to stay but at what number and for how long? I mean, I think he would take less to stay with St. Louis, but the, se- the season hasn't really materialized the way that either the Blues or O'Reilly have envisioned. And, you know, Blues fans don't need a history lesson. Two of the last captains left in free agency. So uh, you can't ignore that factor either. I know that Ryan O'Reilly would love to stay, but I also know that 
he's going to be very marketable for Doug Armstrong as he tries to retool on the fly. And anyone who watched that Colorado series last year knows that Ryan O'Reilly, in addition to putting up some points, also did a great job against Nathan McKinnon at 5-on-5. So uh, he'll be in demand also, especially on what an impact coming back from the injury with the overtime winner. So I'm curious to see where things stand with the Blues, but I do expect them to be active. And, 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 you know, we know that Doug Armstrong has made tough decisions before when he sent Paul Stastny out the door, you know, to Winnipeg in 2018, when I think they were only a point or two outside the playoff line. But, you know, the reward came next year when they won the Cup. So I think the Blues, I think Doug Armstrong is going to have the biggest impact on the trade deadline for other teams, but also for their own team in terms of the direction they'll be taking moving forward. Can beyond those those pending unrestricted free agents, can you see a spot come March third where Doug looks at some roster players with term on their contract and says, "We need to trade this individual." Yeah, I mean that's a big question, Mark. I mean a lot of those, a lot of those guys that you would be mentioning have some level of trade protection, so whether that's a Tory Krug or a Colton Pareko, I mean, I'm not sure. I know that things haven't gone well for Pareko, but he loves the Blues, and this season is probably more of an outlier. But, I mean, we know what's valuable to other general managers is is contracts that don't have as much term. I mean, for Pareko, it's a long term. I think the deal goes through 29-30. Uh, so I think that Pareko would be a great addition for a lot of teams as well if he can get back to the level he's played at previously. And I think the same would apply for Tory Krug, but I don't know how many teams are willing to add that level of term. Now, if you're asking about, you know, Callie Rosen, who has an extra year, um, you know, as maybe a, a plan B for some teams, sure. He's untouchable, Robert, Ken. That's like, not an option. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm only, I'm not, I'm not saying that flippantly. I mean, teams look for depth guys like him that have some cost certainty, right? Same for a guy like Bertuzzo, uh, a guy who's won the Stanley Cup and, you know, can help the penalty kill. But, you know, in terms of trading a Pavel Bushnevich, I don't see, I, I think that's a guy they'd want to be part of the core moving forward. But if you think this is more of a longer-term retool and you want to line somebody up with the, with the Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo contracts, then you might consider Bushnevich, but I mean, he's such a valuable player when he's been healthy. So, uh, and then now you're going to have to try to, I mean, it's fine to say, well, you got five and a half or six, just under six off the books, but now you got to replace a guy who can score 30 goals. So, I mean, that, there's a little bit of push and pull going on there. I don't think it's a rebuild for the blues just based on where their core is at with where Jordan Binnington is at in between the pipes. But I do think there will be more than just, you know, tinkering with UFAs, but I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. And I think the biggest thing that we've learned this year about the Blues, they don't, I mean, they're a team in transition and they haven't played to that. We think about the 2019 run and the Blues being that identity. They're not as hard to play against and they're, they're shifting towards being a skilled team, but I think they still want to have that, you know, grit element involved. So he's going to be looking for because still, you know, you got the commitment to Nick Letty and guys like that. I mean, they didn't sign those guys so they could rebuild. So I think it'll be more with, uh, you know, an eye on the more immediate future than the long-range future. But, I mean, Doug Armstrong is not afraid to make bold decisions, and he's a guy that's shown some creativity over his career as well. So I expect him to be involved in a lot of conversations. What those lead to, uh, I'm not close enough to the inside to know that answer. But. 
I think it'll be fascinating to watch. Ken, just as a follow-up there, for those that don't know, I mean, you cover the Winnipeg Jets also, and you watched this Blues team in that Stanley Cup run. You've seen plenty of St. Louis over the years. What what do you make of this team? What do you think went wrong? Yeah, it's so odd. I mean, it, sometimes we talk about, you know, chemistry and mix all the time, but, you know, losing a guy like David Perron has had a, a big impact on a number of levels. You know, he, he was you know, the preferred winger for Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan is a guy who can play with anybody, but they just had that incredible chemistry over the years. I, you know, I just finished up with the Seattle Kraken skate. I'm watching Jaden Schwartz, and I'm thinking, I'm seeing Jaden Schwartz from 2019, you know, scoring that goal in game five in the waning seconds. That totally turned the series around. I mean, those are guys that had a massive impact on that playoff run, and a lot of those guys are not there anymore. So, you know, they're turning the team over to younger guys, and I think those younger guys are going to be ready, but they lost a level of experience. I mean, you just think about the back end, Joel Edmondson. I mean, I know that year they were kind of in and out of the lineup with Bertuzzo at times, but that, that's, that stiffness is not there in the same capacity, and it's not as much of a Craig Berube kind of team, I think, in some elements. So, and I know some of that has to do with injury, but I just think that they'll be looking to kind of change the mix a little bit and it, like I said, it reminds me a little bit of 2018 where, you know, uh, they traded Paul Stastny, but they were planning to turn over the center group anyway. They got O'Reilly. They went out and got Tyler Bozak. I just think that there's there's a few moves on the horizon. I just don't know exactly what they're going to look like. I mean, that year they also brought in Pat Maroon. So, you know, I don't know who the next St. Louis, uh, the local guy that can come in to play that kind of a style. But I just think that their mix has been a little bit off this year. There have been some games where the Blues have looked like world beaters, and I think they can get back to that. I just think they need to change their mix and get back to a little bit more of what their identity was previously. We know teams are going to evolve, but I think they kind of get back, need to get back to being tough to play against. Now, trading a guy like Barbashev doesn't accomplish that goal, but it doesn't mean that they can't go back and try to sign him in the offseason because he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to help get some of those future assets, and then maybe you could bring a couple of these guys back into the full next year moving forward but I just think they're kind of a little bit in a team in transition and I know again we see all we saw what happened in 2019 and you just kept waiting for the Blues to rip off one of these long winning streaks and outside of the start of the year they just haven't had that level of consistency that we've been so used to seeing from this group over the years. Uh, Ken, final question, and Ken Weeby, Ken Weeb, excuse me, is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Uh, of course, Scott Mayfield is that St. Louis kid that could be coming back home this offseason. We go. talked about him right there. Yeah, see, Ken, Ken's, Perfect on, third Ken's on my side. That's, that's where I'm at. Ken, if you did, if the Blues made Colton Pareko available, and we we would guess the answer is no, that they're not going to, but in that scenario, do you believe that there would be legitimate interest around the league in Colton Pareko without the Blues picking up some of his salary. Do you think that that interest is there around the league? Well, I just think that guys like him are hard to find, right? I mean, we talk about size and, you know, he's great on the, he's got this bomb of a shot. I know it's not leading to 20 goal seasons, but he's a guy that when he's playing his best can defend. He has a physical element to his game. He's very mobile. So if you're a guy who's willing to think that that contract is going to age a little bit better than some of the long-term deals uh, for guys at his age because of the way he takes care of his body, I think there would be interest because, I mean, he's a legitimate first-pairing kind of guy. I mean, I think of the Jets here, too. I mean, to me, I think he would change the dynamic of the blue line. We talk about the Jets' defense core being a little bit undersized. I think he'd be a perfect partner for Josh Morrissey. 
But now again, you're taking on seven more years at a, you know, it's not a massive number, but it's a significant number. So you'd have to find a team that has some value contracts that could see that deal aging a little bit better because I think Pareko's, like I said, I think this is the outlier season for him. He's a high character person. He's won the cup. He's very, is a very hard worker. I think it's more likely that he gets back to being that shutdown guy that we saw playing so well, you know, alongside Bowmeister at times. And, you know, he's had a variety of partners, but when he's at his best, he can really have a big impact on the game. He's got that long reach, makes him a very good penalty killer. Also, I think it's much more likely that the blues bank on him bouncing back than he gets moved. But yeah, I mean, to answer your original question, I would say there's interest, but I would also say there's probably some hesitancy from a lot of teams, given the term on the deal. Having said that, if you're a team that thinks you can win the cup right now, Maybe, you know, no better example for St. Louis than Albert Pujols. You'll worry about the back end of the contract later if you can put a banner up somewhere. Ken, final one for me, and uh, there's been a lot of discussion about the defensive struggles this season and really the last couple of years for the Blues, and and you're the perfect person to ask this because Winnipeg went through this. I mean, they were in that first round, a heavy opponent against St. Louis. They lose Dustin Bufflin. They trade away Tyler Myers. They lose Jacob Trouba. That's a pretty significant change in terms of defense. And Winnipeg this season has given up the second least amount of goals in the National Hockey League. How difficult is it from an NHL perspective to to turn around a defense when you're in a bad spot like St. Louis is? Oh, it's been massive. And the turnaround, like they lost their entire right side. And then they lost Ben Schrott in free agency as well. So, and honestly, this is really the first year that the Jets have probably had more of a depth, you know, where they've had legitimate depth and been able to play better defensively. But, you know, they still have one of the elite goaltenders in the league in Connor Hellebuck that still kind of covers up for some, like, some of the mistakes. Like, I, I don't think the Jets are a, you know, I, I wouldn't say they're a top five defense core group, even though they're in the top five in terms of goals against. So, like, it's still a work in progress. And, to be honest, I think the Jets probably need to upgrade their defense core if they want to win between two and four rounds. We know what it takes at that level. I mean, depth, but outside of Josh Morrissey, I mean, they don't have a lot of big-name kind of guys. So, I mean, te- teams do it in different ways. We saw with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it's not always the marquee names, but you have to have guys that can play, you know, 24 minutes a game in the playoffs at times and can withstand the, the punishment that teams bring at you in a four-round kind of scenario. So, I mean, there are a great example of what it takes when you need to spin things around. And, I mean, the unfortunate thing for St. Louis, I mean, Scott Prunovich really hasn't been available much. We thought he would be a really important puck-moving guy on that back end in terms of how their defense has evolved. But, I mean, I think that's probably part of the reason they had to go out and get Nick Letty and, and kind of go future years with them as well. So, I mean, rebuilding a defense core is not easy. That's for sure. The Jets are a great example. And, you know, I would say if you're a St. Louis Blues fan, you should have faith in Doug Armstrong's ability to kind of remake that defense core, though. I mean, he's shown that he can do it, and I would imagine he's going to be taking the steps that are necessary to do it again. I mean, look at the preemptive strike they made to get Justin Falk when they knew that Alex Petrangelo's future was in doubt. So I would expect him to be active, as we mentioned, and, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, long before the Blues are back being a contender. I mean, I just think that they're they're too good and, they, you know, they're well coached and they have a lot of the important elements required, even though there are some, you know, m- more than just minor surgery is on the horizon for them. 
He's Ken Weeb joining us here on 101 ESPN. Always appreciate his time. You can find his work over at Sportsnet. You can also follow him on Twitter at Weeb's World, W-I-E-B-E-S World on Twitter. Ken, thanks so much for the time today, man. We really appreciate it. We'll talk with you again soon. Yeah, my pleasure. Enjoy the stretch run, guys. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun a uh, couple weeks here leading up to the deadline. Take Absolutely. care. Absolutely. Same to you. That's Ken Weeb joining us here on 101 ESPN. Big thanks to him.